Thank you for joining us for another episode of Our Heart for Teaching. In today's episode, I speak with guest Gerilyn McConkie, a teacher of several years in Texas. Gerilyn and I had the privilege of meeting at an ed camp where she shared some of the strategies for innovative teaching in her classroom that you'll get to hear about in today's episode. Gerilyn is known for allowing students to choose their own method of demonstrating their learning in the classroom, even before this was acceptable practice. Gerilyn is currently taking a break from the classroom, but her strategies that prove successful in her own classroom are still relevant and life-changing for our students in today's classroom. Join guest Gerilyn McConkie as she shares her heart for teaching and the way she transformed her classroom through project-based learning. Today, I am so excited to be joined by Gerilyn McConkie, who is also known as Coach Mac. Welcome, Coach Mac, to the show. Thank you for having me, Chrissy. I'm very honored to be here. Awesome. Well, why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you've done in education and a little bit about why we're here. (laughs) Okay. Let me sum that up because that's going to take a hot second. (laughs) I I didn't go straight to education. When I was in high school, though, I told my English teacher, I said, I want to be a writer. And he said, well, that's cool, but you got to do something to pay the bills. I was like, okay, so I'll be a teacher. So when I went to college, I went to education, but I didn't like any of the people in the department. So I quit and just got my degree in straight English. So I got my, my bachelor's in English, and then I couldn't pay for it. So then I joined the Army. <laughs> so the Army said, hey, you, did, you give us four years, and we'll pay off your student loans. Well, 23 years later, they did pay off my student loans, but I got a sightseeing tour of the world. Uh, I did tours in both Iraq and Afghanistan. I've been to Korea, um, Georgia, two different places in Georgia, Fort Hood, Uh, and several other uh, army bases for training. You know, my last active duty station was here at Fort Hood in Texas. And um, so then I joined the reserves so that I could get my teaching certification. And they paid for that. So, you know, hey, you already have your bachelor's. You know, if you want to teach, we'll pay for your teaching certification. Just join the reserves. Oh, cool. Rock on. Where do I sign? Signed up for that. But then I said, hey, wait a minute. Let me try being a substitute teacher. Oh, because, because Because what if I don't like it? Right. You know, after all of this time, what if I don't like it? So I said, okay. I went to the district. I applied. They said, okay, you can be a sub. This is like 2006. So I started at my high school on Valentine's Day in 2006. And the kids are wild. They got balloons and big bears and blankets and candy. And, you know, they're all hopped up on sugar. And and it was crazy. But I stayed the whole rest of the semester there. You know, and it got to the point where the secretaries up front, I mean, they they quit calling me because they knew I was coming. You know, they wouldn't say, hey, we need you or, you know, or anything. They just, they knew I was coming, you know. 
So it worked out really cool. So when I actually did apply for a full-time teaching position, I mean, I had it, I had it, I did have a formal interview with the principal, but I, I guess I'd really kind of say it was a formality, you know, it was like a rubber stamp kind of a deal. And then, so I started working at full-time teacher, um, 06, 07. And then in uh, 07, 08, halfway through that year, I ended up being deployed. You know, all my kids cried. They cried, Miss Mac, because I was only Miss Mac at that time. I wasn't coach yet. Miss Mac, don't leave, don't leave. Because it's a military town and all their parents are deployed too. Teachers are one of the things that are consistent for them on a daily basis. You know, their parents get deployed, their teachers don't. You know, most of the teachers that work at the school are already retired and done with their careers. You know, I was not. So, but it's okay. I came back. I was there like a semester and then I got mobilized, which is like a deployment, but you're in the continental United States, out to California, out to the Bay Area, which was awesome. I went to Alcatraz twice. It was that good. <laughs> and uh, from there, I went to Afghanistan. From Afghanistan, I came back to California California back to Texas and then from Texas um, in 2014 in the fall to 2021 in the spring when uh, unfortunately my husband died and uh, I said uh, I'll, I'll see y'all in a bit I have not quite uh, made that leap yet back into the, the ring with the high schoolers. You've had quite a, quite a journey and yes. a lot yes. of it is very, very impressive. And thank you also for your service. Thank you. Thank you for um, I love that you, you bravely jumped into substitute teaching, substitute <laughs> teaching to decide if you wanted to be a teacher. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's, that's crazy. Brave. Like I admire subs. Right? Like, goodness. No. Um, that's that's admirable in it and in and of itself we were not really known as the good school in the district <laughs> you had all the personalities yes so and you still came back I and i still that. came back every single year i'd like i said i was i was i was there for 15 years off and on you know through deployments and mobilizations and stuff i love that yeah. so you mentioned that you did not originally want to be an educator, which I find some of the, these are some of the most fascinating stories ever. You wanted to be a writer. Right. Of course, that wouldn't pay the yeah. bills. I can relate. I remember that in high school and mm -hmm. my dad had the exact same poetry. conversation. I had, I had words <laughs> I wanted to get out. Right, right. Exactly. We must express ourselves. But yes, yes. Um, it is one of those harder to pay the bills. I get that. <laughs> right. Um, and then, you know, you made your way into education and survived substitute teaching to become a classroom teacher. And so you may or may not have had your, like, your purpose for, oh, I want to be an educator. But as you got into the classroom, what started to become your why? What made, what drove you to want to be there with those kids day after day? And I, I like how you say, they stopped calling me. They knew I was going to be there. What was your why? It wasn't then. It was, it was, it's, it's, it's sophomores. It's sophomores. And, and I, and I wrote you that in your little thing. 
I've done ninth. I've done 10th. I've done 11th. I've done 12th. I love sophomores best. And I love sophomores because I'm not going to say they're not scared of anything, but they'll just about darn near try anything and they'll, and they'll try real hard at it. Freshmen, they're, they're scared. They'll be like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Juniors are like, I'm too cool for this, you know, and seniors are like, deuces, I'm almost out of here. I ain't doing even this, you know, but sophomores, they'll try, they'll try real hard for you. Hey, coach Mac. And my favorite thing is my kids hardly ever did work. What, what, what teachers call work. We didn't write we didn't read per se. We did projects. We listened to audiobooks. While they were doing audiobooks, they did projects, you know. So uh, we have the, um, we listened to, uh, gosh, one of Black Hawk Down, you know, and we had maps. So, and so they were, um, you know, like mapping out the route they were taking and, you know, by listening to the audio book, you know, and just, just, just anything cool that I could think of to do with technology and projects that these kids were not doing the everyday things. You know, I had Christmas lights hanging up in my room. Kids would walk by and be like, man, I want to be in that class. Like all their friends after school would, they would bring them into my room after school. I'd be like, Hey, I heard you were the cool teacher, you know, but I was mean. I mean, I, I wasn't like the cool teacher. I wouldn't put up with anything. There was no guff. There was no, uh, you know, Hey, I'm not letting you smart lip me. I'm not letting you start a fight in my room. You know, I, I mean, I've taken down kids in <laughs> my room for starting fights. Just, you know, just, it just, uh, like I said, just my why really there, there's not one there's that's my, my, my why is sophomores. <laughs> and that, for me, that was it. When they took me away from sophomores, I mean, I was kind of like, uh... and with your sophomores, were you able to teach them some of the, I know you said you listened to audiobooks, y'all did these projects, and I know you integrate technology beautifully because that's one of the places that's where we met was at an ed camp right. where you were sharing yeah. different technology things that you use with your kids. Were mm -hmm. you able to help them find um, a certain love of writing like you had when you were growing up? Not necessarily. Like, I'm going to write all my thoughts down. I started off way back in the day where they were doing, like, a little a little paragraph journal every day, you know. But then that got too much for me to be grading because the numbers of students started right. climbing and climbing, as you know, started climbing and climbing and climbing. I'm not, you know, carrying 150 notebooks home every weekend, mm -hmm. flipping through them and say I graded them and read them, you know, when we all know I didn't you know, God bless them. So, um, I started having them do things in different ways, you know, cause everybody's got a different learning style. So sometimes I would tell them, you know, you tell me what you want to do. You know, you tell me what project you want to do. Like, um, with figurative language, I had them make a board game out of figurative language. 
you know, they loved that, man. I had some great board games made out of figurative language. I, I gave them the little, you know, like the little pieces you move around in yes. board games. I gave them those and a set of dice and, and a box to put their stuff in and a manila folder to make their board. That's all I gave them. Everything else was up to them. And so, I mean, you know, it's just stuff like that, you know, like if they just got to do, I mean, I'm not going to say like they had full free reign, you know, I had these one kids try to make a, make a game called trap house, you know, which as if you do or don't know, that's a drug house. And I was like, no, 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 we're not making a game called trap house. <laughs> right. You got to stay a little bit ahead of them. <laughs> right. Fair. Nice try, though. But nice. you really, you came at your your students and you trusted them enough to tell you the way that they wanted to demonstrate their learning of the Yes, concept? show me. Here's what we're doing. You show me how you learn this. And how did that change your mind? Because that's like a 180 from traditional teaching where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're oh, doing always. this. And because that's the way I had grown up. And that whole uh, rote memorization, history, dates, times, names, I hated it. But when I got to college, history was fun because they explained why all these things happen. Right. And then once I got the history channel, I was like, I'm, on, I'm in love with this. You know, I do my, I have my, my master's is in, in military history. So I, I like a little bit of military history. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just, I want you to learn what, not necessarily what you want to learn. You, you need to learn what, what the curriculum says you want to learn, but how you learn it is really up to you. And my ad administration was not very welcoming of that I approach. also wondered about that. I wondered yeah. how it went with the students all and my, with the administration. But. And the, the funny thing is that like all my teacher buddies were like, you are the only one that can get away with this. So, you know, it became a challenge, you know. As you worked with your administration, because you said they weren't necessarily open for this, like you choose how you're going to show this, like, did they ever come around? Did, as no, your students because were I typically mastery? did not ever show and tell them what I was doing because it's, you know, on, on, uh, uh, appraisal day, you know, we, we had the dog and pony show, Oh you know, yes. you know, but I only, I only actually did that like twice. It was a great lesson, by the way, we had little Legos and, you know, you put, I, I gave them a the little set of Legos and you put the Legos together, how you think it goes. And then I gave the instructions and then they were like, oh, you know, and they knew how it went. So it was like, oh, you know, but then I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to do what we're doing at the time, you know, and that's, that's what it became. And I never, I never had like a bad rating, you know, you know, it was always, um, you know, meets, meets proficiency, you know, I, you know, I was, you know, I was never bad, you know. Now, and my, did you see more student engagement when you shifted oh, yeah. your way of teaching? Like, oh, yeah. I, I didn't have, I didn't, I mean, the whole shooting in the head with the Nerf gun thing, it, there wasn't a lot of sleeping. Hmm. There wasn't a lot of sleeping, like I said, because we were actively doing things. 
we were actively doing work. We weren't sitting there like reading where the kids could like doze off. Right, right. And, exactly. and doing stuff like that. We were listening or we were, you know, watching, you know, clips of stuff. You know, I wish I could have gotten more people on my boat. You know, because uh, it's funny now, uh, I, I go around town uh, and the last class that I had as sophomores was, let's see, 21, 2019. And uh, they've, they've graduated. So every once in a while I see them. Even, even then I see, uh, you know, other kids of mine that I've had that are even older than that. And they, they see me and they're like, Coach Mac, I loved your class. And and they're like, I saw a kid at uh, Domino's the other day. Ah, that was my favorite teacher ever. And this kid, he slept through, he, he did. He literally, he no, he didn't sleep through. He, he's, he watched his phone all day, every day, all day, every day. Could never get him to do anything. I said, Leonardo, how can I be your, your favorite teacher if you didn't do anything, you know? You know, I, you know, I, I don't remember what he answered me, but it was, you know, but it was just, you know, you listen to me whenever, you know, cause that was the, the kids, you know, cause I took them out in the hall a lot. You know, I didn't, I didn't kick them out of class a lot. I'm like, Hey, let's, let's go, let's go out in the hallway and talk and see, you know, what's really going on. And, and, you know, and, and a lot of times it, it revolved down to, uh, you know, Hey, if you'd have just told me, you know, there is such a thing as called mitigating circumstances or circumstances outside of your control, you know, that, that you can't control, you can't do anything with that, that I can help you with, you know, do you need to talk to somebody? Do you want to talk to somebody? Right. You know, you know, I, I see a kid's toes sticking out of her shoes. You know, you get the counselor involved. Hey, can we get some shoes for this kid? Right. You know, stuff like that. Well, cool. I like that. And I think that you would be encouraged because I know, especially, well, especially since COVID, we've had a lot more of, you know, the choice boards and the, you know. Yeah, look, I, yeah I had digital, I had uh, uh, choice boards on PowerPoints. I mean, I mean, even before it was a thing. Right. You were already doing that. And sharing, because going yes. to ed camps and things like that and sharing. Right. I was doing that. Hang on. I'm. Yeah. I'm so showing that innovation is great. And, and you know, like I said, that's how we met was you were presenting. Yeah. And, ed I, and that's and my favorite those thing ideas. I love to show other teachers like, hey, here's what I'm doing. And here's how I messed it up. But, you know, here, try this. And, uh, you know, it, it could work for you even uh, at any level, you know. Exactly. And I like the forward thinking because what was really, really forward thinking back even when we met at EdCamp is now becoming more and more of the norm. Mainstream. And of course, you know, a lot right. of us got forced into that with COVID and it's like, oh, well, you can't be in person. So how are you going to, you know, reach this? But that forward thinking that we had with people like you and others who are, you know, really let's push the boundaries and let's try these things. And like you say, hey, here's how it went wrong. But you know what? We get to try again. Um, and when, um, that. 
when when the world stopped for covid and i was here at the house like i was literally like one of three people on my campus that was actually prepared for that and then my district had the entire summer those those those, those like two months and then those three months to prepare for that and still drop the ball. So again, it was me and those three teachers, and we ended up for those two weeks of prep time giving classes to the other teachers on how to work the, the learning management system. Right. So I didn't get to actually prep any of my classes. You know, I was like, hey, here, here, here. And, and actually, I, I gave them a lot of stuff I had already built. Right. Because you can you can share stuff in the learning management system. Like, hey, here's my stuff. You can just take it and, you know, just take it and you, you can use it however you need to. Exactly. And I think that's great and exciting. And I know it's fun for me to, you know, create and share and give that knowledge away. And, you know, of course, yeah. I mean, more it does teach. me no good to keep to hold on. To yeah. It. And the more we go, you know, we feel more comfortable. It's like, all right, cool. I know I didn't have a ton of planning time, but at least I kind of know what I'm doing. So, right? Yeah. Um, so, Coach Mac, what are some of the advice, like, when we, we've been talking about COVID and how that just, like, wrecked a lot of educators' worlds, you know, yeah. we had to totally figure out how to redo education. Um, and so sometimes it, it just gets really stressful. And it's really hard. And like with you, you've mentioned, you know, when you don't have your sophomore babies, uh, you just really <laughs> don't enjoy it as yeah. much as you do with the sophomores. So in those times where we're just really not enjoying what we're doing in education, what are some ways that you can get refocused back to, you know, this is why I do what I do. This is why I teach. This is why I help other educators. What are some strategies that you have that you use to kind of reconnect back to? So what I, I started what I do. doing when, like I said, the first thing I got was the juniors. So what I started doing with them was because at first, you know, a whole new curriculum I had to learn, you know, because it's juniors, you know, and then I just basically really broke it down and uh, started doing my sophomore thing, the projects, the you show me what you learned, the, hey, I, this is what I'm familiar with, you know, and it, it helped me to re recenter myself onto, hey, I, I know what I'm doing. You know, I'm an educator. I've been doing this for a hot second. You know, I, I know, like I said, I know what I'm doing. I just, you know, need to, you know, stir the pot a little bit, you know, and and, and figure out, you know, how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to present the new material, how I'm going to do it, rather than focusing on, you know, the, the um, my hair is on fire, you know. I like that. I like that you say, hey, I'm going back to, this is what I know. This is what I'm good at. This is what I like. And even when you're put in an unfamiliar situation or something new, you can go back to that. And I know that one, I think, is going to resonate with a lot of teachers because you know how they love to, you know, hey, this year you're doing this. Next year, let's let's 
throw you in over Isn't here. Isn't that what any middle school kid does? <gasps> what worked last year? What worked last year? Right. You know? And I, I love that strategy because when you remember what you do best, you know, it'll typically go through to any area that you're working in. Correct. I mean, and it could be any uh, discipline, science, exactly. math, you know, English, history, art, you know, whatever. It works with, you know, anything. If that's what you do, that's what you do. Yes. And I love that. Like, that was my thing that took me way too long to figure out, you know, because I tried to be what everybody else was and duplicate them. And I did. Like, I tried to conform. No. <laughs> and that's that's where I I got off kilter. The, 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 I went off the rails. Yes. I tried to conform. They tried to make me conform. And then I, I was finally like, pump the brakes. Exactly. I, I can't do it. Well, and we wouldn't want our kids to just be, you know, cookie cutter kids no. either. Cause that's because that's boring. <laughs> along with the lessons, the school lessons, there were life lessons. Yes. There were questions. There were discussions. I'd be like, look, here's a button on the wall. You're in this room. Your best friend is in this other room. He has a button. If you push the button, he lives. If he pushes the button, he lives. Who do you think is going to push the button? I mean, that's a whole class period right there. Right. You know, and then they just, it, it just astounded them that I would say I would push, I wouldn't even think about it. I'd push the button because I knew I would save my friend. What? No, no, no. You know, I right. mean, it just, it lost them completely. What if it's your mom? You know? Oh, can't be my mom's. No way. Yeah, those conversations are amazing. And I like, I think just, I think that's some of the best advice that I hear when I talk to other educators is, you know, stay true to you. Just like we encourage our kids is when we are ourselves, mm -hmm. we're going to not only be presenting the best of what we know, but and they know it too. They know that you're being true to yourself. Exactly. And I think that's something hard for them to embrace is that they can be themselves because yeah, in education, that's their formative years and they're trying so hard to, you know, be like, just be you. I love that advice. And what advice would you give to educators right now? Like besides just be authentic, be yourself, do you? <sighs> Keep plugging. Keep plugging. It's a grindstone. You're like the little gerbil in the wheel. I know, and I know the second semester just started. You just gotta, <laughs> you just gotta keep plugging. Don't, don't, don't ever give up. I love that. Don't ever you know, give up. I mean, I, I used to tell it to my soldiers. I mean, uh, there's a PT test where you have to do push-ups for two minutes. It doesn't matter how slow you're going. Just keep going. You have to do sit-ups for two minutes. Just keep going. You have to do a two-mile run. Just don't quit. I mean, you might fail. You might not make your time. But as long as you improve and you keep running, you're, you're doing the best you can do. Just exactly. don't quit. Exactly. 
and I think that's the same thing we would tell our students too, but it's really hard to practice what we preach. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Well, Coach Mac, how can our listeners get in touch with you if they want to hear more about this? You know, you tell me as a student how you want to demonstrate your mastery of the skill um, or if they want to know more about, you know, how to become that cool teacher <laughs> that my everybody most, wants to be there. My most uh, famous uh, social media is at Mac and Beans. Um, but I just started with TikTok, but that's more about I, I live on five acres and that's that's more about i have a i have a hashtag it's called uh personal accountability and it's more about me doing stuff on my land about getting stuff done like i had to learn my husband as i said you know uh, i had to learn how to, to 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 run the tractor i had to i had to i've had to learn a whole bunch of things you know just recently the light bulbs underneath the microwave went out who knew who knew how to do that? I sure didn't, but I had to figure it out. My garbage disposal is on its way out. It smells bad. I got to I got to figure that one out. But I mean, you know, so my my TikTok is uh, at Mac and Beans five. Uh, my email is J.E. McConkie. And I'm sure you'll have my name posted up there I somewhere. Will. Yes. So it's J.E. McConkie at Gmail. And those are the three easiest ones to get me. I have Snapchat too, and that's uh, MacSauce05. Awesome. And then lastly, Coach Mac, I like to offer all of my guests an opportunity to shout out someone who's just really helped them be who they are. Is there somebody you'd like to shout out on the show today? I would love to give a special shout out to my friend, Melissa Riggs. She is in, oh, I'm sure she's frozen up underneath some snow and I haven't checked on her with those fires and I need to, but, um, her, her Twitter handle is at Riggs, R-I-G-G-S, real, R-E-A-L, world, W-O-R-L-D. She was, she well, was one, one of my, uh, partners in crimes. That's Everybody fun. needs a that's good PIC. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Coach Mac, for taking time to share with us about some of your adventures in teaching and <laughs> how you really just absolutely adored those sophomores, but also for how you challenged the teaching world before it became like more of a, a norm thing, right? to, you know, let students explore their own ways of learning. And um, I think that's awesome that you shared some of those strategies and also that it's not necessarily widely accepted by admin, but you got to do what works for you and your yes. students so yes thank yes. you for sharing those stories with us and i'm sure our listeners will have a really fun time listening to some of your <laughs> stories from in the classroom and thank you so right. much for your time today adventures and what a great way to misadventures <laughs> right You have been listening to Our Heart for Teaching, where we explore our purpose and our why in the field of education. If you would like more information or to share your own purpose in education, be sure to connect with me on Twitter at A Heart for Teaching. I look forward to hearing from you soon, and please tune in to the next episode of Our Heart for Teaching.